You're listening to SpecScript. Today's episode, The Newsroom, by Shane Hosey. It's the goddamn news. Hey, speculators, it's Chris. I hope you're doing as well as you can and staying healthy and staying positive as you can. But remember, it's okay to be sad. That is the moral of Inside Out, I believe. And uh, yeah, so here's some news. Obviously, the Breaking Bad Better Call Saul episode encountered some uh, technical difficulties, the likes of which no one has ever seen. So uh, we will be back with that episode. We'll do that because, as you know, Shane's script is phenomenal. And if you don't know, Sarah Kennedy is just an amazing writer, and Better Call Saul, that script is mm, chef's kiss good. Uh, We still are doing Twitch streams. We're going to kick butt. So it's really exciting. Uh, we got Handmaid's Tale uh, coming up this Saturday, May 30th at 5 p.m. PST. Written by Emma Jonas, who you may know from writing the amazing uh, episode of Weeds. Emma Jonas is also on the episode you're about to listen to right now. And uh, the cast is phenomenal on that one. We got Mary Mack, who you may know from Solar Opposites on Hulu right now. We got Kate Willett from A Bajillion Things, a lot of late night stuff, and Netflix. Ooh, we got ooh, ooh we got Caitlin Durante from the Bechdel cast, which is a great podcast. So check all that out. We got we got Summer Azim, whom whom you love. Ooh, we got Kara Morehart, whom whom you love. You got we got Tina Hogstrom. You know, it's so good. We got other people too. So that's going to be a great episode on Twitch TV slash SpecScript. We got SpecScript. Um, so that's going to be fun. 5 p.m. PST, Pacific Standard Time. And we'll have another episode on that one, too. It'll be a lot of fun, and it's real cool. We got the amazing Juliet Milan helping us uh, with the stream so that uh, so that we can, you know, triumph over the evils of, of, of online uh, comedy. And, uh, yeah, Twitch is going to be great. So thank you very much for listening, supporting, and loving us. If you want to give to Patreon, you get early access to unedited, you know, streams and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, thank you to, thank you to, thank you to Jonathan, thank you to Gary, thank you to Allison, thank you to Juliet, thank you for, you know, all the supporters. You're all so cool. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, you know, the, the, the deal. Uh, you know, review us on uh, iTunes, please. I don't know if that still matters anymore. Someone told me it didn't, but someone told me it mattered more than ever algorithms they uh they control our lives and they change them and they never tell us what the deal is so that's fun uh we got also some other fun episodes coming up on june 6th oh i'm so excited we're doing nick's ahoya's supernatural we're doing that episode we're putting it back on the stream with a whole new cast we got Alyssa yeoman in that we got manisa brown in that and we're doing baywatch and by sam miller and you know what unites those two is uh, allison pregler is going to be in that who is an amazing an amazing youtuber and podcaster who you may know from my favorite YouTube series, Baywatching, which reviews all the episodes of Baywatch and now Baywatch Nights. So uh, Allison Pregler is so cool. Check out her podcasts and her YouTube channel, which is Movie Nights. And tune in on June 6th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for that one. So May 30th, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's Handmaid's Tale by Emma Jonas. And that's going to be this Saturday. And then on the June 6th, it's at 6 p.m., so that's 6, 6, at 6. Ooh, the devil's time. All right, I think that's enough from me. Now on to the episode, which is my birthday episode because it was recorded back 
in December, so more me is in that episode. <laughs> All right, enjoy the newsroom, and I thank you for choosing this room of podcasting. Hello, Portland, Oregon. Are you ready for Specscript? <laughs> Mama Mia. Papa Pia. Baby got the diarrhea. Uh, all that practice paid off. Hey, Brian, I forgot to tell you we were starting. Are we recording? Cool. I love you. Should we, should if we, we do... weren't, we would take that again. We could do it again. Hey, <laughs> right, give it up for Brian. 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 All right, all right. Hey, everybody, welcome to SpecScript, the live podcast where a cool person writes an episode of a TV show they have never seen, and then other cool people read it aloud on stage. I am one of your hosts, Chris Hottamy. Give it up for Lydia Manning and Shane Hosey. We're all friends again for this part of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. Um, so today's episode, it is my annual uh, birthday uh, self-indulgence. Does that happen annually? Yeah, um... Folks, not everyone has a birthday every year, but I do. Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> joke's just for us, Daddy. Uh, so uh, it's my annual birthday extravaganza, and because of that, I have one of my most special people in my heart, Shane Old Hosey. Me. Uh, please, please don't use my full name. <laughs> Shane Old Hosey. Shane Old Hosey. Shane old <laughs> You really sprung that one on him? Uh, you're a good crowd. I like you. Uh, nah, no, I don't like you. I love you. Oh. Uh, and Shane wrote a show that a few people in the cast like, but I loathe. Um, Chris hates this show so much, and he's been talking about it nonstop since that one clip went viral. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And so I was like, hey, your birthday's coming up. You want me to write you an episode of the newsroom? Mm-hmm. And he almost shit in front of me. Yeah. Um, yes, almost. Uh, he came instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Shane wrote this show. And hey, look, if you like the newsroom, I respect you. I cherish you, dear. You're a good person. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, it, I hate it. And nothing makes me happier than us getting to do the goddamn newsroom. The goddamn damn newsroom uh, on my birthday show so what we're going to do is you the amazing audience you're going to give a whoop whoop and a lot of claps for our amazing cast they come on stage <laughs> this cast is some of my favorite people in the world and they're all good speaking of that give to our patreon you get slightly early access to unedited feeds where you can hear me mess up more uh <laughs> You're, and, um, and uh, if you give us more money, we can eventually pay somebody to edit who knows how what they do. Uh, they can make that sentence. Good. All right. Um, no so give, wizard in the world could make that sentence. So give it up for your amazing cast. I love them. So, Shane, to our listeners at home, they don't, they don't have the eyeballs present that our, ca- that our audience here No, has. we haven't figured that technology no. out yet. No. <laughs> if only there was some kind of thing, a visual deal. Uh, Never going to happen. Yeah. Hey, uh, Elon Musk, quit dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really into sci-fi, so if you guys can just uh, get back to the news. Let me just light up this blunt. Uh, oh. All right, Cybertruck. All right, so... What so we, what so, we're going to do for the benefit of those listening at home is we are going to have our cast say their name their character 
and or characters. Uh, or characters and their favorite thing about Chris. What? Aww. Aww. I just oh. thought of that just now. Oh, good. I didn't, on my own. I didn't. What a good ask friend. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I, oh, usually I start. Ray, I know regular <laughs> listeners are going to be like, wait, Shane usually doesn't introduce this No, pot. Chris does. Uh, and then Chris starts. Oh, hi. My name is Chris Hottamy. Uh, yeah, what's your favorite thing about yourself, asshole? Uh, no, I got a good one, dick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm playing the character <laughs> of Charlie. And my fa- uh, and the Iranian ambassador. Uh, Very important. And uh, my favorite thing about me is uh, that in spite of all my, my flaws and, and neuroses and, and, and unpleasant t- quirks that I'm surrounded by people that are great and beautiful who I love a lot. Now we have to be nice to him. He just flipped us off. He just flipped us off. I want everyone to know that. Um, Next. Sorry. <laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. The person. Hey. I'm smiling so oh, big right now. Hi, I'm Emily Lonman. Um, I'm playing. Those people are with me. <laughs> Thank you. I know, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm playing Leona. Leona, oh, yeah. names are hard. Uh, I've never seen the newsroom. I've seen the news. Um, what I like about Chris is every time I see him, I'm usually drunk, not by causation, but usually by just correlation. Hi, I'm Jaron George, and I'm going to be... Uh, yeah, hell yeah, that's five. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, yeah, I want to play uh, Sloan um, on this uh, show of the newsroom. Never saw, saw the show myself. Uh, I thought it was like a, the Anchorman spinoff. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah, wonderful thing about Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, yeah, you, don't look anywhere else. Listen, yeah, innovative, um, <laughs> entrepreneur. Uh, I don't know, just like, yeah, he takes everything in stride, gets things done. And he introduced me to a video game where you had to urinate to stay alive. Yeah, I, yeah, I call it out. I'm calling it out. Is that Death Stranding? Yeah, that's it. It's not the only thing you need to do to stay alive. There's a lot of... <laughs> and you got to take care of a baby, too. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's it giggles it. when you urinate. This podcast is not sponsored by Death Stranding, but I do want to say that that game is great, and yeah. it brought me back from the worst depression I've ever been in. It's a good hey. game. <laughs> It's uh, good. Can I talk? for a baby. Can I talk? <laughs> hey, Jamie, my birthday present to you is for you to talk. Thank, thank you. Um, hi, I'm Jamie Carbone. Um, oh, thank you. Most of you don't know me. Thank you. Um, I will be playing the role of Dawn. Um, that is not the voice I will be doing. Um, and, uh, I actually watched all of Newsroom at the time and unironically enjoyed it and then watched it a couple years later and realized that that was the problem with democracy. So... <laughs> Um, and my favorite thing about Chris is it's hard to pick, but I honestly like that I can talk to Chris about anything as a peer, and I know that whatever I say will not be judged, and whatever he says will not be judged, and I can just have a nice, good conversation about anything from like comedy festivals to wrestling to just being big old fucking nerds. So thank you for that. Aww. Uh, I'm Alexandra Jade. I'll be playing the role of Jim. Uh, I saw one episode of this show a long time ago that I don't remember. 
except that there were some boobs involved. Um, whoa, whoa, what? what? It was a scandal. Um, Wait, are you sure you watching Scandal? Yeah. <laughs> no. That star shows a that star shows that show stars Olivia Pope. Don't know that one either. Um, my favorite thing about Chris, other than the joint that is just behind his ear right now, um, I don't know where to put it. He he will like meet up with me any morning. I'm like, you want to get brunch? And he will jog there in the rain. Shut up, Jamie. What is jealous Karen? of my love of Chris Hotomy and the time we got real stone and watched Fate of the Furious and I was so high I thought the first half of movie was still a trailer and I couldn't tell the rock between the other rock. Uh, and it's my most treasured memory that I don't remember. And I love him very much. Hi, my name is Heidi Hunter, and I am playing Jeff Daniels, or Will, I guess, as, as the case may be. Uh, I, too, have never seen a single episode of The Newsroom. I, came, I, literally, I watched a couple of clips on the way over here to remind myself of why uh, watching The West Wing when I was a child was enough Aaron Sorkin for five fucking lifetimes. I, I, never, I never need to see walking and talking ever again. I, I actively strive against it anytime I'm on stage because fuck that guy. Anyways, my uh, favorite thing about Chris, baby Chris, our sweet, sweet, spineless baby Chris. <laughs> He's, he's probably his... I'm, I'm so sad that this crowd didn't get to see it. He has this wrestling onesie. And it is the most threadbare thing I have ever seen in my life. And you can see, like, the outline of all of his junk. Like, every individual part. Even when I wore it, you could see all of that. <laughs> and it is simultaneously, like, kind of lewd, but also the most disarmingly charming thing I've ever seen on a wrestling stage. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for, for sharing your, your nips and, and the, the, the spangly outline of your, your genitalia with us at least once a month. I, I do it for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I, I am Dira Bowie. Um, this is my first time reading on Specscript. I'm so excited. Thank you. Um, I'm playing Mackenzie, clearly because I'm an Australian. <laughs> well cast it. Um, I, my favourite thing about Chris is um, when my parents were coming to town once... This is like, the, you're, you're going to cry when you hear how great the story is. He, my parents were coming to town and I wanted to make them proud of me. So Chris went, why don't we put on a whole show just for you? You will headline, we'll get the best comedians from around town and they'll all open for you. And they'll think that you're like legitimately doing the thing that you say you're doing. And he put on a killer show at a grocery store and he doesn't know this, but grocery stores are my favourite places on the planet. What? It was amazing and my parents were proud of me for once. Now they love me. Um, thank you. Do you, you want to, do you remember the name of the show? It was called The Dear Bowie Showy. <laughs> what, was the, that, what was the other name? A star was... A star is Melbourne. A star is Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. It only works if you say it like Americans. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. 
A star is Melbourne. 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 <laughs> That's charming. Um, hello, I'm Emma Jonas. And I didn't need to pause, but I did. I will be playing the part of Margaret or Maggie Jordan tonight. And um, my favorite thing about Chris, well, C is for cool. (laughs) H is for handsome. R is for respectful. (laughs) I is for... Impossibly kind. Ah, that's a twofer. Uh, and S is for smart. Yeah. And it's all true. Now and do hot at me. Yeah, I was going what's K for? K is, K is for, for cool again. Yeah. Cool the brand. Okay. Uh, Chris is great. I'm done. Cool. Hey. I'm Lydia Manning. I'm playing the roles of Neil and Reese. And wow, what can I say about Chris Hotomy, one of my best friends in the whole wide Portland. Honestly, I just really love Pakistani boys. I'm Filipino, everyone knows that. We're both canceled. I like that uh, Chris and I are constantly getting canceled, but no one's around, and it's just the two of us. C is for canceled. Uh, I'm Shane Hosey. I wrote the script, and I'll be doing the narration and stage direction, and my favorite thing about Chris is just I love him. I love him so much. He's just a good guy. (laughs) That would have been plagiarism. Um, Thank you. Uh, I was... Surprised at how kind that was. Uh, uh, I, I try to be a piss pig enough that I would uh, get degraded, and none of you participated in my kink. Uh, I like how you pronounce thank you. Well, that's because of my lisp. <laughs> for real. Uh, I went to speech therapy. All right. Well, give it up for your amazing cast. What were you going to say, Jamie? I also went to speech therapy. It was degrading, wasn't it? It got rid of my southern accent. Oh. Oh, (laughs) Moshari. Tarnation. (laughs) All right. Well, everyone, give it up for your amazing cast. And now let's start Spectrum. Today's episode, The Newsroom. Episode XXX. Trouble with capital T, and that rhymes with P by Shane Hosey. Oh, that title's gonna be so funny in a minute here. (laughs) Interior newsroom day. The camera pans across the empty newsroom, a seemingly simple collection of desks, tables, chairs, a water cooler, and some corded phones that belie a weighty importance that they have. For it is here that the juicy morsels of truth are snatched from the naughty dog's mouth of reality. (laughs) Even empty, the place hums with a certain kind of life you can just feel. Fuck, the news is important. (laughs) The silence is suddenly broken as senior producer Jim Halpert, late 20s, boringly handsome, charming at first but sinister on casual reflection, enters with a stack of papers scrolling through his phone. He is speaking to someone off camera. 
I'm telling you, it's weird. I'm looking at every major scientific online blog, and nobody is talking about this. He is followed in by assistant producer Margaret Maggie Jordan, mid-twenties, brunette, mousy, rom-com level klutz, carrying two trays of special order coffees. Well, well, maybe, Jim, maybe that's just because the study is, I don't know, too new. How can you even say that? Have you read this? Jim indicates the massive stack of papers in his hand before slamming it down on the conference table. (laughs) Well, no, I had kind of a, a, a late night last night. Oh, oh, did you uh, have a date with Don last night? Oh, well, in a way, I guess. Um, Don got tickets to the Nets game, so he took me to that. I can't say I'm the biggest um, basketball fan, or that I'm huge on crowds, or, or that I'm not, not terrified of t-shirt cannons. <laughs> um, did you know those things fire with more PSI than we use to inflate car tires? It's true. Don sounds like a real jerk. What do you mean? Hey, you know, if you ever want to talk about anything... The door to the back office suddenly swings wide and out saunters lead actor Will Mankavoy. Late 40s, (laughs) tanned, no nonsense, zaddy as fuck. One might... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this really the guy from Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's not in the script. I just made that connection. <laughs> and oh. Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Way to date the episode. Uh, Will McAvoy, one mighty hand cradling a, sm- a similar packet to the one Jim just brought in. Good morning, millennials. I hope you're out here talking about the news and not which useless hashtag challenge your generation is ready to kill itself with next. <laughs> Actually, Jim was just going over the science story that came over the wire last night. Oh, oh, right. It's a really, yeah, it's a really fascinating report, but looking around this morning, I'm not seeing any coverage. It just seems crazy to me that more people wouldn't be talking about this. P is actually stored in the balls. Well, it's a well... It's a well-written paper. I'll give it that. Anything they... Everything they cite seems to check out, and the numbers all follow. Maggie! What do you think? Maggie, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Me? Maggie drops both trays of special order coffees onto a nearby computer, which explodes. (laughs) Now clean that up later. Now tell me what you think of this report. Well, well, sir, it's hard to say. I don't really have, well, you know. Maggie, if you've been able to survive in the cutthroat world of news, you've got more balls than most men on the street. Believe me. Anyways, I'm... Just not sure I buy it. It's a major departure from established science. The usual blogs I follow have been pretty quiet about it. Blogs? A second door is kicked open, revealing director of news Charlie Skinner, late 90s, made of wire and leather, eyebrows a seasoned explorer could get lost in. He is clutching a tumbler of whiskey in one hand and a bottle of whiskey in the other. (laughs) Back in my day, we didn't sit on our... God damn fucking asses looking at a screen. We hit the goddamn streets. Charlie lobs the tumbler across the room, shattering a 10th story window, <laughs> narrowly missing a high rise window washer. <laughs> we hit those streets where it hurt. We went with our guts. Well, Charlie, where do you think P is stored then? I'm not sure. My 
guts tell me I need to conduct some goddamn independent research. Charlie staggers to a nearby restroom, chugging oh, the bottle of whiskey dry. Oh, my bones. Maggie's phone suddenly chimes. Ding, ding. Oh, I got a text from Don. Oh, look at this cute video, Jim. Whoa, is that a duck? Drinking a milkshake? Holy shit, look at that view count. What do you two focus? We need to decide on a lead story for tonight's broadcast. And where the hell is everyone else? Interior, Iranian embassy, day. We pan from the image of the front of the embassy, pulling in through a window to newsroom collaborator Don Kiefer, late 20s, brunette, mousy, simultaneously insecure and full of himself. He is looking down at his phone and smiling warmly. Oh, milkshake duck. (laughs) You're the only one who can soothe my troubled heart. He is broken from his meme-induced reverie by staff blogger Neil Sampet, early 20s, turbo nerd, born and raised on the internet, who approaches while playing with his phone, just like my nephew did all through Thanksgiving. (laughs) Hello, Don. Checking out that hilarious milkshake duck meme I sent you. It's not just a... I'm fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) My character actually has... (laughs) Go ahead. It's not just a meme, Neil. It's deeper than that. It speaks to me. I sent it to Maggie earlier to help deepen our rock-steady relationship. Something I'm sure you wouldn't know about. Well, I've been happily married for two years at... Wake up, millennials. I hope you're over here talking about the important diplomatic function and not which useless hashtag challenge your generation is ready to kill itself with next. Enter executive producer Mackenzie Mac Morgan McHale. <laughs> Early 40s, all business. Shoulder pads you could kill a man with and watch out, she might just do it. <laughs> Mac angrily dr- drowns a flute of champagne and spits it into a nearby potted plant. Her years as a war correspondent have left her with little patience for niceties or millennials. Well, I'm actually Gen Z. Most millennials... (laughs) (laughs) Most millennials are in their 30s now. I need you two to get your heads out of each other's arses and into the game. Leona Lansing is here and she is just looking for an excuse to fire us and shut down the news so she can run infomercials for... But Mac, have you seen this duck? Dawn leans into the danger zone to show Mac the video. Her stoic brow slowly softens as the duck downs the same peanut butter milkshake over and over on loop. My gosh, it's beautiful. And viral. My online sources say it's likely to lead most major news networks tonight. Does Will know about this? I sent it to Maggie. I'm sure she's shown him by now, and he loves it, too. I mean, who could resist Milkshake Duck? Interior, newsroom, day. Close in on Will's face. Maggie's phone inches away. It's tanned, leathery, and frowning. I hate Milkshake Duck. What? How how could you? Everybody loves Milkshake Duck. Now, there's just something about him that I don't like. That duck is hiding something. Mark my words. So does that mean you want to lead with the balls study tonight? My newsman's gut is telling me that's the way to go, yeah. The camera cuts suddenly to the elevator door. Two sets of fingers pry their way between the cracks, and an inhuman scream rings out as the doors are forced open. There, manic, panting, and sweating, is president of Atlantis Cable Network, Reese Lansing. Mid-30s, Acts 19, slick business type, hates the news. McAvee, have you seen this fucking 
job. Back off, Lansing. Your mom might own the company, and you might technically be my boss, but you can't tell me what to do. We're running the pee story. Are you fucking crazy? Are you trying to get goddamn canceled? Not only is this story getting no traction in the mainstream scientific community, but literally everyone is leading with the duck tonight. We're gonna lose fucking viewers. It's not just about viewers, it's about integrity. Reese twists his head at a 60 degree angle to look at Jim in the eye and lashes out a hand, striking him in the throat. Damn it, Reese! You can't keep vital striking my producers. Fuck you, I can and I will. Lansing axe kicks a nearby unoccupied desk, splintering it and scattering loose paperwork. Everything slows down to a crawl as the sheets fall. We see the door to the bathroom creak open, revealing a stony-faced Charlie Skinner. His sleeves are rolled up. His massive eyebrows are furrowed. His bow tie is immaculate. Time returns to normal as he steps out into the newsroom. Lansing! The two are immediately on each other. Fists, knees, elbows, and teeth. Reese throws Charlie into a conference table, but can't follow up before his legs are kicked out from under him. Charlie goes down to apply a choke, but Reese cuts him off with a swift backward head bump. The older man stumbles back, knocking a fire extinguisher off the wall. Lansing sees it and goes to use it as a weapon, but Charlie is too fast and stomps down hard on his hand. Damn it! I should have you killed! I should have had you killed when I had the chance! Ah, during hour 87 of the Fukushima disaster coverage, you didn't have the stones then. And that was with a loaded gun to my head. A gun's too fucking good for you anyway. I'd rather do this with my bare goddamn hands. Lansing rips his sleeves off and throws them in Charlie's face to distract him, (laughs) following up with several practice boxing strikes to his head and abdomen. (laughs) Skinner just grins and spits a mouthful of blood. Jim turns to look directly at the camera with his trademark, can you believe this is happening (laughs) face? (laughs) Reese gouges at one of Charlie's eyes and throws his head back to Howell. Milkshake duck! Will ignores the fight as it continues on in the background. Don't you people see how vapid this stuff is? Celebrity gossip and milkshake drinking ducks aren't news. The duck isn't deciding policy. It's not affecting elections. What could it possibly do that's going to impact history in any meaningful way? Those cowards on CNN or Fox can sit around with their thumbs jummed up where the sun don't shine for all I care. Plus, there's just something that bothers me about that duck. No, no, we are leading with the ball story. Maggie Colmack. Reese howls and charges at Maggie to stop the call, but is intercepted by a revivified Charlie who spears him against the wall. Can't do, Mr. McAvoy. Interior, Iranian embassy, day. Mac is seen in the background, clearly clearly taking Maggie's call. Don is staring off camera as Neil tries to talk to him. So the fact that they've even been accused to trying to make a nuclear bomb is just... What are you looking at? Neil glances behind at what Don is locked on and sees senior financial reporter Sloane Sabbath, mid-twenties, nerdy, shy, hair with the glasses, which, as we all know, is code for secretly hot. She is going over a printout of the balls story. Why are you staring at Sloane? I have a girlfriend! Yes, I know, Don. It's Maggie. That over there is Sloane. You can tell because she has darker hair and loves economics. Shut up, Poindexter. What do you know about women? 
Well, my wife often says... Don cuts him off by walking away and approaches Sloane. He is visibly sweaty. Uh, hey, Sloane. Uh, what are you, uh, what are you reading? <laughs> Hello, Don. I'm reading up on this science story that came over the wire. Oh? Aren't you more into economics than science? It's all economics, Don. For example, this study suggesting that pee is stored in the balls. Who funded it? According to my research, it's a small cabal of trustworthy scientists called the 50 plus 11 Foundation. Look into their history. I'm seeing no ties to any major corporate entity, which is rare in the studies this seemingly groundbreaking. Ah, see. On the other hand, I also noticed the study itself has been completely ignored by major publications like Modern Medical. Sloan reaches just off camera and comes back holding a copy of Modern Medical magazine with a cover boldly proclaiming, they did surgery on a grape! <laughs> this publication, by the way, is funded by several major insurance companies like Aetna and Blue Cross. Ah, uh, yeah, wild. It makes one wonder, what are they trying to hide? Sloan, I was hoping I could talk to you for a minute. We've been talking for nearly three minutes now, Don. <laughs> no, I'm man. Don is interrupted by Mac, who's just now ending her call. That was Maggie. Sounds like Will wants to lead with a pee story. Oh, good. You have the printout already. I'll be able to read that on my way back to the newsroom. Not so fast, news team. From across the room strides owner of the whole goddamn media company, Leona Lansing, mid-40s, more mountain lion than cougar, the Rita Repulsa of the newsroom. Shoulder pads that have actually killed a man. I've seen the police reports. She's holding a champagne flute in a way that can only mean business. She sounds just like me. You can't run the balls story. You can't tell me how to run my newsroom. Listen, Miss Morgan McGale, we've got a lot of money from Big Bladder. Why do you think... Why do you think every other ad in the news is some kind of piss medication? If people knew that pee was stored in the balls, why would they keep buying this crap? It's always about the bottom line with you people. Someone needs to watch the bottom line, otherwise it becomes head line. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let the line finish. Head line, as in this just in newsroom shuts down due to lack of cold, hard cash. Don't you dare talk to news about me, Lansing! Besides, this story is bunk anyway. Totally uncorroborated in reputable journals. Uh, you mean like Modern Medical Magazine, who just happens to be funded by Athena? It's Etna. <laughs> And what would you know about balls anyway, Don? Last I heard, your gal was making eyes at a certain non-threatening hunk back at the office. What? Just before things get really ugly, the room is called to silence. The ambassador is about to make his address. The cast falls into a shaky piece as the Iranian ambassador, late 30s, rugged, wearing a brown suit like Obama did that one time, <laughs> takes the podium. My esteemed American friends, 
Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that this meeting with important political and public figures alike can foster a new sense of peace between our, <coughs> our nations and our, oh, our peoples. What's the matter with him? He looks like Don when he's been staring at Sloane from across the room. Ha, noise. Leona goes up for top for Neil, who hesitantly slaps her five. The ambassador, meanwhile, <laughs> has doubled over in pain, clutching his abdomen. Oh, m- mamma mia. Papa Pia. Baby got the diarrhea. The audience lets out a horrified gasp as he tumbles forward, spy- sprawling out on the stage. As the others run around confused, the heroic news team rushes forward. Interior, newsroom, late afternoon. Chaos has erupted as the news has hit the fan. Will is hastily readying himself for an emergency broadcast. Maggie's on the phone with the team at the scene. Jim is going back over the lengthy scientific study. Working close by, Reese and Charlie are locked in a test of strength over the water cooler. Mags, what's happening? Uh, okay, Don, I'll, I'll tell him. Uh, Mr. McAvoy, according to Sloan, the ambassador has collapsed um, from acute urine poisoning. Jim, get me as much as you possibly can about urine poisoning. You got it. Jim flips through page after page when suddenly Reese violently snatches the papers and throws them across the newsroom. Milkshake duck! There are more important things than ratings, you little pissant! Charlie reaches behind Reese, locking his hands and throwing him back into a German suplex. A man's life hangs in the balance. He's not a story in the news. He's a goddamn man. Uh, Jim, uh, let me help you get the papers back together. Maggie and Jim work to sort through the loose sheets. Their hands fall on the same page, and they lightly blush at each other's fingertips. They look down, brush each other's fingertips. (laughs) They look down and blush. Vanios, eyes on the news, Maggie. Get me the latest. We're about to go live. A team of camera operators, etc., have flooded the room. Reese attempts to throat chop as one of them, as many of them as he can, but Charlie is keeping him well at bay. Maggie listens intensely at her phone. Oh, the ambassador, he isn't breathing. Max says they're losing him. It's the urine. It's shutting down his body system by system. He frantically flips through the pages. Here, if the body isn't immediately drained, he'll die. Well, that could spark an... International incident, possibly even World War III. What do we need to do? Well, according to traditional science, someone would have to pierce the bladder. But if this study is right, they need to go straight to the balls. (gasps) Hello? Dawn? Damn it! I ran out of prepaid minutes! Oh, come on, Jim! Call Mac and get back in touch with them. My phone's dead. I was sending gifts in the group chat again and it drained my whole battery. Damn it, Jim! Image macros are just as effective as getting your point across to a group of friends. Now, Charlie! Hearing his name, Charlie loses focus on Reese for a split second and is tackled out the 10th story window. <laughs> as a class shatters around him, time seems to slow. He locks eyes with Will as if to say, It's no use, old friend. You'll have to get in front of those cameras and... Go live. It's the only way you'll know for sure that they'll hear you at the embassy. There's no time to lose. You need to use every 
ounce of integrity as a newsman to give them the information they need to save the ambassador's life. Now get out there and read the goddamn news. And just like that, he falls from view. Charlie and Reese are gone. An eerie silence falls upon the studio. Will straightens up to his full height and takes Char's. Everybody, focus! We're about to go live. Jim, get on the booth mic and with that info, I'm gonna call it live. Are you going back to the study? Just get in the booth, Maggie! Yes, Will? Get a pot of coffee going. All this talk of pee is making me thirsty. (laughs) Interior, Iranian embassy, evening. The ambassador has been laid out on the table. A sweating news team surrounds him. Hello? Maggie? Damn, she must have run out of prepaid minutes. Wait, why does Maggie use a burner phone? No, we can't lose contact now. Neil, call Jim. I can't, my phone's dead. Jim kept sending me all these animated gifs. (laughs) Fucking millennials. (laughs) What are we supposed to do? He's still not breathing. Sloan, check the article. What does it say about urine poisoning? I'm not sure. I I set the study down when we rushed up here. You mean this? Leona strides forward, packet of papers in one hand, two champagne flutes in the other. Mac reaches out to take the study, but Leona holds it back. Gosh, damn it! Lansing, can you see a man is dying? And he will die if he's not drained of the urine that's killing him. The only question is, what's the fastest way to drain him? On one hand, there's the traditional consensus, modern medical, reputable science blogs, that boogeyman, Big Pharma, they'll tall yell. Tell yeah, sorry. (laughs) Tall yell. (laughs) You that if you don't stab this man in the bladder post-haste, he'll be dead. And what does the study say? Ha! Well, that's simple. You just cut open his balls. But the science is still new, still fresh. I can still smell the pocket protectors on this one. Leona dramatically sniffs the papers in her hand and downs one of her flutes. We pull into the background to see Dawn staring at Sloane. Neil approaches them frantically. Quick, we need to find something to cut with. All right, yeah, yeah. You go ask around. Sloane and I will check the catering table. Neil peels off to find someone who is able to, I guess, sneak a pocket knife into the Iranian embassy. That seems unlikely. Oh, well, we'll no, whatever. No one will overthink an Aaron Sorkin show. Don and Sloane go through piles of silverware. Suddenly, they notice their hands have fallen on the same knife. Only Don blushes. Should you get that over to Mac? <laughs> right, yes, here I go. Don walks sheepishly back over to the ambassador's side. Mac, I found a knife. Here. Don holds out the steak knife to Mac, who is in deep reflection. What if I get it wrong? What? We're running out of time! If an American journalist, one of the most respected and important jobs in the world, kills the Iranian ambassador in the embassy, that could cause World War III! Mac, the knife! Mac snaps out of it. Max snaps out of it and hesitantly, thank you, takes the knife and steps closer to the unconscious ambassador. We go from a close-up of the knife to a close-up of her face, already beating sweat. 
I hope you know what you're doing. Don get his pants. Matt goes in with the knife when all sound when a sound stops her. The ACN breaking news jingle. She snaps her head towards a nearby TV as Will McAvoy appears, fresh, confident, news flowing out of every pore. We cut down, we cut one last time to Mac's face, a sense of calm washing over it. She knows it will be okay now. We push the cam into the television as Will becomes all we can see. The audience at home is now watching the damn news. Good evening, America. This is Will McAvoy with the breaking news. The Iraq, the Iranian, the Iranian ambassador has collapsed. Form what those at the scene are describing as urine poisoning. This is a condition caused by an excess of urine in the body that can lead to serious complications and even death. A graphic of a black-clad skeleton at a urinal with the text, The Grim Peeper, <laughs> appears next to Will. America, let's talk about urine for a moment. Specifically, this new study by the 5011 Foundation, which suggests that our understanding of urine storage has been radically misinformed for centuries. Several crossfade pans as we jump through Will explaining the study. We catch snippets of phrases like The Great Bladder Hoax and Two Hands, Two Lungs, Two Halves of the Brain, but only one tank, for storage tank for piss. And Well, have you ever actually seen a girl using the toilet? And That could explain why it hurts so much when a football hits you there. Finally, the camera locks in static again. Will is holding the paper in his hands, reading glasses perched at the end of his nose. Slowly, he, he uh, folds over. Folks, he folks over. Slowly, he folds over the last page and sets the report aside, dramatically taking off his glasses and staring directly at the camera, at us, at America. Look, this whole report is still new. Like most things, science, even gravity, it's just a theory. Is puppy stored in the balls? It's not this newscaster's place to say for sure. It's my job to report on the controversy and let you, the viewer, decide. Because that's what makes this country great. We all have the freedom to do the research and find the truth individually. And no one, least of all mean, has the right to stop any of you. So whether you're on team bladder or team balls, I think we can all agree that the real place that the pee is stored is in the heart. <laughs> Good night, America. There is a moment of silence as the camera switches off, but then the newsroom erupts in cheers. <laughs> Will is pounding on the desk and screaming. Jim runs out of the booth and does a backflip. Maggie is throwing piping hot coffee in random directions in triumph, scalding several unnamed camera people and producers. You did it! You magnificent bastard, you did it! Never doubt the kid. Me, that's, I'm, I'm the kid. <laughs> look, the AP wire! They all look at the Associated Press ticker, which is flashing a single message. We regret to inform you... The duck is racist! Ha! I knew it! It's a good thing we didn't lead with milkshake duck. Just imagining all the retractions at CNN and Fox will have to run in the morning is getting me hard as a Scots pine! <laughs> That's what they get for turning their back on the news. Huh? 
We should go celebrate. Agreed. Call my favorite bar and tell them to clear the place out. We're taking over all night long. Jim and Maggie cheer and start getting packed up. We see for the briefest moment their hands brush together suggestively. Will smiles to himself and looks over his empty newsreader's chair. The background noise fades away as Leonard Cohen's hallelujah starts to fade in. A close shot of Will's eyes, then a quick cut back to the chair where the ghost of Charlie Skinner is now sitting. Charlie smiles at Don't sing that. We can't afford to get sued. I'm done. Charlie smiles and nods. You did good, kid. Thanks, Dad. Smash cut to black. A spinning newspaper zooms into view. Close in on the bottom right corner headline. Newsroom does it again with a picture of Will and the gang celebrating at a bar. We zoom out to see that the story is dwarfed by the main headline, which simply reads, Iranian ambassador dead. (laughs) The end. Buddies and gentle friends, that has been... The Newsroom by Shane Hosey. News, 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 news. Give it up. Give it up for your amazing cast. We had Emily Lana, Jaron George. Jamie Carbone, Alexandra Jade, Heidi Hunter, Dira Bowie, Emma Jonas, Lydia Manning. Give it up for your writer, Shane Hosey. Give it up for my co-host, Chris Hottamy. Happy birthday. And that's been really fun. Our next episode is January 12th. Yup. Heidi Hunter. Who's that? Right there. Heidi Hunter. What? What? Heidi Hunter is writing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That January classic, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've never seen a single episode. You're going to get canceled by all of your fans. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for sacrificing your career. Uh, It's going to be real fun. It's going to be magic. Really fun. Uh, And you know what? We're going to probably go back to New Mexico. We're going to go to Arizona. We're going to go back to St. Louis. We're going to go Do to Iowa City. We're going to go to San Francisco. We're going to go to New Hampshire. We're going to go to Iowa. We're going to go to Ohio. We're going to go all the way to Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to SpecScript. Check out our next episode on Twitch, which is Handmaid's Tale by Emma Jonas. 